I am shocked. I thought we were going to have the same name on this. Pat Muster's a great name. I was very confident of it. I was so confident that I even wrote out, I bet Sean has the same name, Pat Muster, but the name was too long to fit. So it was just going to say, I bet Sean has the same name, dot, 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 dot. And I was like, oh, I can't have that. So I'm glad that I didn't come in overly confident because I was wrong. I don't know you as well. I mean, I'm glad I'm not the one scripting this episode. Yeah, this is all my script, my work. Yeah, Your, so your it's, words it's, right now are mine. It's all your fault, your beautiful self's fault. You are just such a lovely man, Sean. See, I thought we were going to do solar plexus, and I was so confident. I almost just made my name solar, thinking that you would just make yours plexus. plexus. (laughs) But alas, we were both wrong. Well, we are solar Pat Muster plexus. That works. Solar plexus Pat Muster. Man, what a chapter. It was. There were words. This was this was that Hardy Boys theme of let's build up some serious tension and then release Immediately. it instantly. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. not build or, or rest on anything. There was there's a great sequence of the Hardy Boys, what they think firemen do. And I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's Pop, some... Yeah. There there's a great fire sequence. It's like the little rascals. Yeah, there's definitely this is another Benny Hill yeah. situation of just da 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 Benny Hill meets the three stooges. Oh yeah. That's what the Hardy Boys is. Yeah. Just the teenage version of them. If the little rascals grew up, this would be them. I mean, you wouldn't call the teenager little, what would you call them? Like a mid sized rascal? Yeah, medium rascal. Medium rascals. Yeah, I do like that. I like that a lot. The medium. What do you rascals. call a uh, a a mind reader that has dwarfism, who's uh, running from police? Oh, you know, I don't want to say I don't know yet. I want to struggle through this one. A mind reader with dwarfism. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking, you know, small people. Let's see, mind reader telekinesis does it have to do with telekinesis i mean it's definitely not as as good as you're trying for it to be (laughs) Mm, yeah but i just gotta get it yeah this is what you do to take away from the punchline being funny you draw it out as long as possible this way when you hear the punchline it's not worth it david i know you scripted this (laughs) (laughs) Sean, I don't know. I am uh, perplexed. Uh, police are looking for a small medium at large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's uh, pretty. I should have known medium. Like yeah, the, you got uh, the small. Part. What is it? It was a uh, Roseanne Arquette show, or who was in that show? Roseanne Arquette. Remember that show? What, what show? Let's see. Hold on. Uh, median show. This is the second episode in a row that you've mentioned a Roseanne. So there was a show called Medium. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Patricia Arquette. Ah. Uh, yes. It, it was terrible. It went from 2005 to 2011. 
Uh, a housewife and mother, Alison Du Bois, uses her psychic visions about dead people and the violence surrounding them to work as a part-time consultant with the lo local district attorney's office. Her husband, Joe, a science engineer, <laughs> a science engineer, goes from being a skeptic to a bemused believer as Allison's gift helps solve, cr solve crimes across the country. And that is medium. With wow. Patricia Arquette. Man, I cannot speak tongue-tied as usual. But, yeah, how do you like that? I wish I were a science engineer. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you are, Sean. You're the you're solar plexus, science engineer. <laughs> <laughs> science engineer at large. At large, baby. Yeah. Good job. How you been, man? I have been great. Oh, I just looked at the... Uh, the clock and it said we've been doing this for five minutes and 16 seconds but 516 is my birthday look at that happy birthday dude thanks dude <laughs> i mean it's past it's yeah 14 seconds 15 now. yeah now it's 534 yeah i'm getting older dude time is just checking down and something like that but i'm good i am fantastic thinking about graham crackers a lot recently thinking about schmores some Ooh. good chocolate. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me tell you, you how to make You strike me as someone who would have made the wise investment to own a kitchen torch. Am I right? <laughs> you are wrong. But you don't have okay. a kitchen torch, David? Here's the thing. I have a flamethrower that I use as a kitchen torch, but it is a flamethrower. So I do and I don't. I saw Hang Brent on. Hoy. Brent Hoy has a kitchen torch, and when yeah. he brought it out, I remember laughing. And I was like, dude, I got a flamethrower. What is your flamethrower? The Boring Company. So oh, you, you was, have a Boring Company flamethrower? I do, yeah. It's awesome. And it is a blast. And I'm sorry, you've used it as a kitchen torch? What have you torched? Many of things. What, what know, edible Milo's. things have you torched? I mean, you just, just uh, I made s'mores with it. I'm going to do hot dogs sometime soon. I mean, you can control it. So it does come out as a small, you know, butane torch what's at the, first. What's the smallest the torch can, can what's the smallest the flame can be? I would say the smallest I've seen it is seven inches. Okay, precisely. So still, still pretty, still pretty, pretty intense yeah. for a kitchen yeah, flame. But it, it goes up to ten feet. Yeah, that's dangerous. How much was that? That was five hundred dollars. That is not that expensive. No, it wasn't bad, and it's already. I think. I. Th think quadrupled in price yowza well done yeah i have the box and everything it even came with it's funny they were supposed to ship it with propane and th the whole story behind it's awesome so they were supposed to ship out the flamethrowers and they couldn't it became this huge ordeal to where everyone's like are we getting these things and elon musk found a loophole because i think it was usps or fedex whoever they were using said you cannot ship a flamethrower and they said okay so they labeled it not a flamethrower. So the box literally just says, this is not a flamethrower, while showing a photo of a flamethrower. So they find out their loophole to ship it, but then it became a problem of, you can't ship the actual propane. So they sent a $5 bill with a note of instructions of how to buy propane. <laughs> I got it framed. It's actually pretty hysterical. That's pretty nice. But, oh, the, the perfect schmore. That's what I was going to get. The yeah. perfect schmore. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Sean, honey graham crackers, right? Okay. So you get I'm going those. cinnamon, but go ahead. 
You can go cinnamon. Cinnamon's That's fine, yeah, fine yeah, too. But, yeah, yeah. but honey graham cracker, it, it's better for my stomach. I'm older now. Honey graham cracker. Take two mallows. Roast them. Perfectly golden brown. Don't be that guy that burns them. They're not good. Perfectly golden brown. I want them droopy, and I want them to where they, like, fatten up. I want them big, fat, and gooey. Okay? Then you put them on there. Then you put your chocolate on the top. Yeah, this sounds like a normal schmore. I get it. You take your top, press down. So then you smush it all together, and the marshmallows fill out the sides. Here's the thing. Now you do the cleanup. Take the schmore. Stick your tongue out. And along the edges... Like you're licking an envelope. You just okay. drag it across your tongue. Then you move to the next side. Drag it across your tongue. Next side. Drag it across your tongue. Next side. Drag it across your tongue. Yeah, I now understand. it's all compacted into the perfect square. And there's no leakage. There's no leakage. It's the proper proportions of everything. It's proper, fully... proper more portions. <laughs> it's proper... More shits. <laughs> See where oh, I yeah. where I differ. My X factor is I'm going cinnamon graham cracker, but okay. that's just a preference thing. I'm not, I'm not telling you you can't use honey. Um, I'm only doing one mallow because oh, I don't mind. like the mallow that much. It's my least favorite part of a s'more. Oh. Uh, I am going to take my time to toast it perfectly. Yes. Um, and then I'm gonna smash a Kit Kat. Instead Whoa. of a chocolate bar, I'm gonna go Kit Kat with the marshmallow. You've done or on this? occasion Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh, with the marshmallow. Dude. Then you top it with the other graham smush. I okay. like the mess. I like the the lack of symmetry. So I'm just diving in. Do you do a little bit of roast to the peanut butter cup? Get a little bit toasty. I don't because um, I'm putting the marshmallow on, and the marshmallow is going to take care of that for me. Does uh, it melt? I find enough? that they quickly, yeah, I find that they quickly lose their structural integrity. Okay, um, Sean. So, like, if you do try to heat it, you're just going to have a gooey mess. You uh, just invented what could be my favorite thing ever, hands down. Hands down. Because the one thing this is missing is some crappy peanut butter. And nothing has worse peanut butter than a Reese's, Reese's Pieces. I have no idea what that is. I don't know how you get peanut butter to be that consistency. I mean, that it's it's powder. It's peanut butter powder or something. There's something off of it. It's just like clumpy bread. <laughs> but it's deliciously horrible. They're so good that for me to enjoy them, I have to freeze them to change the actual structure of the inside. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> M&M's are better frozen. <laughs> they really are. I mean, I think most candy is better frozen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Frozen and then deep fried. Yeah. You ever had so frozen like, meat? Uh, Like, have I eaten it while frozen? Yeah. No. Also better. No. Yeah, yeah. A meatsicle? You've never had a meatsicle? I haven't. Well, you got to try it. So when I script <laughs> an episode... The kind of foods that you're going to like and go to bat for, the kind of things you're going to try to convince me to eat. Yeah. I just, I now have a frame of reference at frozen meat popsicle <laughs> is still realistic. Where can I push it? Yeah. I am very excited for this scripted episode. Oh, man. I still, you know, Sean, 
I'm going to reach out to this guy. There's a guy. I'm part of a Patreon account. It's for a podcast I've listened to since. God, I feel like I always use the same year, but it was 2009. Yeah, 2000. This is 2013. Uh, not to be confused with the 2007 Saturn Ion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so in 2013, these guys came out with this podcast. It's just a podcast on the industry. I've been listening to it for seven years. Well, eight years now. And I decided to be a member of their Patreon like two or three years ago. But they have a community, and you can talk to the community. And it's actually a really cool community. And I've posted short films on it. People have always been really nice and gave good feedback and comments and liked it and shared it. Well, recently, a guy posted a radio play. He's doing radio plays. He's got the sound effects, the narration, everything. I'm thinking about reaching out to him and saying... I'd like to do a Hardy Boys radio play, but I don't want to, you know, do all the work. Like, I would like to record voices, just me and you, and then have them do all the work and then fill in, like, the background characters. Uh, how do we make this happen? I think I can make it happen. I'm, well, I'm go. gonna, I'm going. That's go, a, baby, so go. So you asked me last episode what my New Year's resolution was, and I proclaimed that I don't do those. Sean, for you, this year, I'm changing it. That's my New Year's resolution. That's what I want. By the end of 2021, we're going to have a radio play. I love it, and I will do anything you need to make it happen. I'm going to write it. I always say I am, but I'm going to do it this time. I just need to figure out what the mystery is. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead. I've got two things that I'll put out there. One, I'm going to organize the Hardy and Sons Jeopardy finale, yes. which is yes. less than a month away. Holy! Well, I, no, I guess when these are, we still we still have five chapters. Yeah, and this one will be so we're still like six weeks as of today, not when this is posted, but when we're recording, we've got about six weeks before the finale, right? Um, and uh, and that's it. Wait, do we do the finale after the comparison or before the comparison? We do the f- finale and then the comparison. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll do the, the live Jeopardy. I'm going to take care of that. But then also, one of the last five chapters of this book, I'm going to script. I'm oh, going to script. You're you not going to have to read it? it. You're not going to have to read it. I'm just going to give it to you. I'm not going to have to read it. You're, you're, just you're gonna not going to have to read me. the chapter. Oh, okay. I mean, so I mean going... you, you can, you should, but I'm going to take care of everything. I could. Is this gonna be like what nineteen or twelve? We're not gonna tell the people which one it's gonna be. I don't know. Yeah, this is exciting. This is. Exciting. I'm curious how far you're gonna get. I mean, if you do the I, text, I, the talk, I really I think am too. You could get a lot in there, and I don't know how you're gonna do it because you're gonna have to be going through two headspaces all in one. Yeah. So yeah, it it's is, interesting. It's and, gonna be fun. And how aware of itself will it be? This is exciting. <laughs> Just so exciting. you know, I'm, a, I'm an all right actor. I will go full in on this. I know I'm going to make it. I think it's going to be great because we're going to make it very hard to tell that it's scripted. The only thing you're going to hear is me turning the script consistently. Yeah. 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 But yeah. if I give it to you in a PDF, well, I guess you'll print it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna, like, I'm not going to print it. Am I a madman? You know, I should probably print it and sign it and give well, yeah. you a signed copy of the script. And I then would you frame can that. And no, I was going to say you could sign that copy and then we could auction it off and raise money for a charity. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
That's the plan. Will we be the first people ever to donate nineteen ninety nine to a charity, or is that too small of a price? Uh, I think that's incredibly generous. Is it? Okay, good. We're doing good things. We're doing good things. We go into like some sort of charitable place and people are donating like hundreds of thousands of dollars and we're like, here's a check from the Hardy and Sons. Get I'm gonna used get to really us. irate when like the zoo won't rename a building after like, <laughs> yeah. it won't be like the Hardy and Sons Sea Lion Pavilion. Yeah. Like, excuse me. We gave them three dollars. <laughs> yeah. This T-shirt is valued at nineteen ninety nine. Which, by the way, stop over at the Hardy and Sons uh, web store. We do have wonderful T-shirts for nineteen ninety nine. Uh, we might have some some more merch coming soon too. Maybe some stickers. Maybe I've some got scripts. Ideas. Maybe some Maybe signed some scripts. scripts. I mean, I don't know if we can put that on that site. You and might have you to can personally email to us. us to donate to others. Uh, yes, so that we can rename Bush Stadium Hardy and Sons Stadium. Yes. Which it should be. Let's be honest. I mean, if you want to think of the most pivotal thing of St. Louis right now, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to your mind of all the people doing good out there as philanthropists go, who would you name? Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch, exactly. And following Anheuser-Busch, the biggest non-drinkers of Anheuser-Busch are the Hardy and Sons podcast. Oh, yeah. So we, we purposely don't drink their supply so others can have it because that's how much we care i don't want to take away from the pool i don't want to i don't want to you know fill my bucket by taking out of someone else's bucket exactly emotionally or beer wise or beer wise yeah and that is exactly what we're all about at the hardy and sons and you know just good people doing good things speaking of good people doing good things (laughs) The boys are bound and gagged, eyeing each other and communicating with the Shining once again. Uh, Which is insane. I don't understand their telepathic connection. uh, So when we last left them, they were being watched, uh, quote unquote, watched by Duke, who is asleep in a chair in this this hut lit by a lantern. And the boys are bound and gagged on the floor, Uh, which brings us to... Chapter, chapter 15. Oh, Outwitting man. Hold on. Suspect. Hold on. I messed up. Let's do this again. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chapter, chapter 15. 15. Outwitting, Outwitting a suspect. A suspect. That, so, that was good. I can say right now that their captor is asleep. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we knew that beforehand. We knew yeah, this man was falling asleep. We knew asleep. he was tired. Yeah. But... When you say that the title of the chapter is Outwitting a Suspect, (laughs) if the suspect is just asleep, that's not outwitting Outwitting anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Maybe I should uh, convert this to my real life of like, I don't know. I say I can beat Michael Jordan in a basketball game. You're going to say I can't. Well, guess what? I'm just going to go to his house and challenge him while he's sleeping and play the one-on-one in his room while he sleeps, and I'm going to beat him. Did You're going to outwit him? him? Yeah. I outwitted him. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to do the same thing to Ken... Burns? Ken Burns, 74-time winner of Jeopardy. That's Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings, thank you. Ken Burns yeah. is the uh, filmmaker. Oh, yeah, the Ken Burns effect. I don't know why I went along with that. Documentary filmmaker makes really boring Western documentaries that are like. Have you 11 heard hours. of documentaries? Have I heard what documentaries? 
Mm, I've seen a few. I just watched one. It was called this Surf Ninjas. This is a Ninjas. movie based on a script. All movies oh, the mo- are based on script. Not documentaries. <laughs> okay, this is a documentary about scripts. <laughs> what is that? It's Jake and Amir. Okay, that's pretty good. I enjoyed that. I'm glad. Uh, this episode so was brought to you by and Jake gagged, and Amir. The Hardys exchanged messages. Frank's glance slid to their guard. Frank's glance slid to their guard. I guess that makes sense. Tilted back in his chair against the wall. Then he looked at his brother. Joe nodded slightly to show that he understood and looked toward (laughs) the lantern. The glass was turning black with soot and the room was in deep shadow. Lucky it's dark in here, he thought. (laughs) Because we'll have to get these ropes off without being seen. Aren't your hands tied behind your back? <laughs> yeah, and it's dark and your captor's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've made this uh th- this uh comparison before but in Dude Where's My Car? <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where they're being held Andy captive Dick. and he's trying to show him like take the fire extinguisher and pop the guys on the head. Yeah. And <laughs> Sean William Scott keeps like nodding as though he understands yeah and ashton kutcher ends up like walking over yeah. picking up the fire extinguisher <laughs> and, like miming hitting the guy and then putting it back on the wall and stepping back in that's that's the hardy boys right here that this is, is definitely the hardy nodding boys. at each other sean and i joe, know i've joe's because frank looks at this guy yeah and then his chair and then looks at joe and joe's gonna be like oh yeah we should eat a chair later like, <laughs> yeah. no that's not what I was saying. What? No, it's it's good because it's going to fill us up, but then we're going to have so many splinters we can use as toothpicks. It's high in fiber. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing but fiber. Oh, I, I okay. So I've told this story to you before, and I'm going to do it very quickly. But I, I know you're the only one that appreciates it. In 2009, the the year of, of all years, I, I was I was on set of a Jason Reitman movie called Up in the Air. And on that movie, Jason Reitman proclaimed that his directorial debut was supposed to be Dude, Where's My Car? But he turned it down because he doesn't direct stupid movies. And I stood up as fast as I could. And I just looked at him. I said, Dude, Where's My Car? is a great film. And you're stupid for turning it down. And we got into a gigantic argument over Dude, Where's My Car? In front of none other than George Clooney. <laughs> I love this so much. It was Dude, where's my car? Is a great movie. That's and I said, how dare you, as a man in the industry, slam another person's film? And uh, here I am, a man in the industry, slamming other people's films because I am a hypocrite. And Up in the Air was nowhere near as good as Dude, Where's My Car? At all. Yeah, but that was because he insulted dude where's my car exact dude where listen it's uh it's got karma all right dude where's my car once you insult dude, where's that, my car it comes back and gets you you find the car dude where's my karma is that what you just said i, I did <laughs> just say dude where's my karma <laughs> sean yes sir yes 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 a trained yes. dolphin could do a better job delivering pizzas than you yeah <laughs> But then the pizzas would get all be wet. all wet. <laughs> Smoky and McPot got delivered for Smoky and McPot. Hey, look a unicorn! What? Where? 
Oh, <laughs> must have just been a regular, <laughs> regular horse. horse. Weird. <laughs> I want to ride that. Me too, son. Me too. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Email me at Freaking a Cage. <laughs> a dramatic rereading of the dude where's my garbage. My favorite line, and it's so small, is when they're ordering Chinese food with, uh, I think his name's Chester, and she reads back the order, or Ashton Kutcher reads her the order, and he just goes, and the cookie's fortune. And the cookie's fortune. <laughs> and the cookie's fortune. It is just such a great line. That's cookie's good. fortune. So anytime I get Chinese food, I always ask for the cookie's fortune. Chinese food. Then you give it to me, put it in my hand. <laughs> I'm going to go home and eat it. I'm done with my order. <laughs> okay, I got to remember more. So that was I guess esteemed it's... tech evangelist and VC partner Ashton Kutcher. That was what? Esteemed tech evangelist. Oh, and, he is, uh, isn't he? And venture capitalist Ashton Kutcher. When you've wow. got talent like that coming into a script like that, how do you back down from the director role? I mean, yeah, that's honestly the same questions that I. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't have any good arguments. I was just angry, and I yelled at him because I love that movie, and it's hysterical. And any movie I can quote from start to end is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how it works. Doesn't Thanks for your help, here. fellas. <laughs> yeah, good work. Zoltan. <laughs> the, and Jeff. They all have the, fun, the crazy <laughs> names. And Jeff, hi. <laughs> Did my stepdad's pickup truck. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah, enough. The movie is so good. The enough. This is not shirt. the first time. Oh yeah, this is how blind people say hello. Deep into the script of <laughs> "Dude, Where's My Car?" Uh, uh, let's so, see here. so uh, Frank eyes. Uh, yeah, thank you. Frank's eyes fastened on the long nails he had seen sticking through the wall near the chair legs. I had if to only read he that. He could get his back to those sharp points. So many times because I kept reading it as Frank having really long fingernails. And his eyes kept looking at his own long nails. Just admiring his pedicure. (laughs) I am dyslexic. I know it. So cautiously, he inched towards the wall. Duke, who appeared to be asleep, did not stir. Joe also moved. Bit by bit, the brothers worked their way to the protruding nails. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. They get close to it and um, something about... Yeah, they just kept watching to see if he was still asleep. Duke is, of course, asleep, and they start rubbing the rope against the sharp point. His arm and back ached, but he kept on doggedly. So finally the rope was severed, his hands freed. He removed the gag, then pulled out a pocket knife and cut the ropes around his ankles. Reaching over, he cut Joe's bonds. Yeah, this whole thing, like, I have nothing underlined on on this second page because it is so predictable and lame i have one thing what do you have what do you have okay so they they get loose and they end up fighting each other right so the guard is kicking and scratching and uh, they're grasping and backed into a corner and you know frank's going after duke and duke grabs the kerosene lantern and just hurls it at the boys. The boys duck, and then boom, it hits the wall. Glass shatters, and kerosene drenches the wall. A flame licks up the side of the shack. Water, Joe yelled. The bucket. 
he tore off his shirt and tried to beat out the flames. So I imagine, in my mind, here's, here's how it's written. He tore off his shirt and tried to beat out the flames. I read it as he takes his shirt off and goes over and starts punching the flames with his fists. Three times. Just, three <laughs> reps. Yeah, he's rabbing three times. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Head, body, head, body. You know, but he's forfeiting the second body there. But in my mind, in his idea, the way to fight a fire is the first thing you do is you got to pop off the shirt to show the muscles. And then he's showing how strong he is to go beat up the fire. So what I ping on here is uh, he tore off his shirt and tried to beat out the flames. Um, And this is Joe tearing off his shirt, by the way, because I have a callback in a couple sentences. Yeah. So Joe tears off his shirt. At the same time, Frank and Duke grapple. they're, they're having this fight. Um, Frank punches. Uh, Frank swung a right-hand haymaker. It caught Duke right in the solar plexus, <laughs> and he went down in a heap. Okay. Here's then my favorite get, thing. Yeah. Go ahead. He's out cold, Joe cried, whipped off his shirt, and finally smothered the flames. What a sock that was. How many shirts do you have on, Joe? And did he put it back on in <laughs> yeah. that moment? From the solar plexus punch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the next sentence is, Duke moaned and stirred. And I just thought, and Frank punched him in the solar plexus <laughs> again. Just, <laughs> just winds up on this limp man. <laughs> gives it to him one more time. Really Anything? socked him in the solar plexus. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Signal three. They find out too. It's not even Duke moaning. It's the floor <laughs> cracking. <laughs> he's under he's the clearly of dead Duke's at body. this point. He just keeps <laughs> wagging. <laughs> Oh, that's horrible. This chapter is way better than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's got some gems. Oh. So, uh, so they tie him up. They, they find, uh, in a, in one, one last thing I have noted on this, uh, chapters or on this page is right there. Swiftly, the boys felt around until they found the cut ropes. And then they, uh, panting, they bound their prisoners' hands and feet. How dark is it that you cannot see? Is the it the rope? building on fire? Yeah, A, the building's on fire. B, if they can't find the ropes, how did they just have a fight? And how are they going to find – like, how is it not that – like, they pat around, found the ropes, and then had to pat around to find Duke again? Yeah. Like, is it pitch black or is it just sort of dark? And you d- you could have just said, like, oh, there are the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Classic Ario. Plus, I've never been in a situation because I imagine the shanty is having holes in it. So natural light is coming in. And they're next to the beach, the one place where light reflects. I mean, you have an entire beach that's reflective. Yeah, no matter the beach what color. Is, the beach and then you have never water. Dark. So you have the skip bounce coming off the water. And then you have the beach, which is the best fill card there is on Earth. You don't get a better fill card than a beach. I've always said that. Yeah, thank you. That's Starting Fenton now. Hardy advice. Yeah. That's going to go on another pillow. Yeah, the boys think they can eat the beach, too, because they heard it fills. Nice. Yeah, thanks. It was we a get stretch. a little... Uh... Was it the... No, it was the last chapter where they had cold chicken. 
No, it's this chapter. Oh, it is this chapter. Yeah, right. it's the, yeah, it's 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 so we're odd. not quite there yet. It's so odd. It's the only thing I have underlined on that entire page is just cold chicken. <laughs> uh, so they they head out from the the shack and they find that they're on the edge of Shantytown. Um, but they're away from sort of uh, the most of the shacks and stuff. Yeah. Suddenly, as they're looking over at the uh, shadow of the shanties, a figure detached itself from the shadow of the shanties and <laughs> glided quickly across the sand toward them. Okay. Fists ready, Frank and Joe set themselves for a fight. What an odd description. So this man emerges from the shadows like he comes out of nothing and he doesn't walk across he glides like a, like he's almost a, a bb8 essentially yeah. or r2d2 the man's got wheels he doesn't have legs he is gliding across this sand Terrence, like we should write a hardy boys sci-fi story like they somehow end up on mars to sleuth no let's just have them end up on hoth and we'll do Dude, a crossover. Sick, yeah. Dude, you would you talked a few episodes about how the Mandalorian story sucks. Yeah, that's very Seems true. Seems like it, and it I challenge you to boys. rewrite the Mandalorian, and From I'm giving you the opportunity here to cross over into that universe. <laughs> I might have to do that. I think there's uh, some room there. I could oh, do absolutely. A Maybe there's some that's great what... characters in the Hardy Boys. That might be the audio play. Hardy Boys Mandalorian crossover? Yep, Mandalorian Hardy Boys crossover. Um, by the way, we're using StreamYard once again to uh, to record a conversation that I can use to sync our audio. And StreamYard has a feature that you can't, uh, listeners, you can't see, obviously, um, of private chat. Yes. <laughs> and the private chat just gets filled with notes that David takes to remind himself of things later. Uh, and yeah. currently... <laughs> There are three things in it. It's medium rascals, <laughs> proper smortions, and dude, where's my karma? Are the three notes in there? Those are the three notes. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, dude, where's my karma? Is by far the best note that's ever been in this private chat. Um, we'll finish this year with uh, uh, so this put your hands put a, up. Yeah, came a firm command. You're under arrest. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, thank you. At the same moment, moonlight fell upon a familiar face. Pat Muster! Frank exclaimed joyfully. Are we glad to see you? Okay, so at this point, I had to think, do we know Pat Muster? Like, uh, is he from we other don't. novels? We've not yet Pat Muster before. Okay, that's what I thought. But I like that we have Pat Muster was a plain clothes man on the Bayport Police Force. The brawny, red-haired man turned his flashlight on the bruised, disheveled boys. Um, and they get into something else here. But once again, for the boys who were, like, working so hard to be nonchalant, wear beach clothes to yeah. blend in in shantytown, if you know there's an undercover cop, you don't exclaim, like, hey, Pat Muster, <laughs> undercover detective from the Bayport Police Force. What are you doing here, man? Yeah. Like, this is when it. the hit goes out on Muster. When they acted all We're cool. We're about to turn him they, into mustard. It, when, when they acted all cool, busting into the uh, costume shop and, like, pretending like they didn't recognize Mr. Stark, that's, the, that's what they should have done here. Yeah. Of being like, oh, Pat, we'll play cool. If you, you want to act like you arrest us, really keep up the griff. That's now, Pat, fine. Did, did you want to kidnap us too? 
Pat, kick my teeth in just so that the other Shantytown people believe it. Really sell it. Really sell, sell it, good, it Pat. Pat. Sell it good, Pat. Joe pulls down his shirt. He takes off his shirt again, and he flexes his solar plexus. He's like, come on. Give just it to me give right there. To right there in the plexus. Wash my throat. <laughs> well, this is, I think, a good, a good opportunity to take a break. Agreed. Uh, and so, then we'll, uh, we'll little, find out what happens here in a second. Uh, so with that, boys took a break. Boys took a break. Oh, yeah. I have my laptop set up in front of my iMac, and I keep accidentally using my iMac's mouse <laughs> trackpad <laughs> just next to my laptop keyboard. Yeah. Oh, that has got to be confusing. I have real problems, and I, I have it harder than other people. Oh, I've, I've been saying that for years, dude. People don't know how hard it is that I'm confusing the trackpads from two different modern <laughs> computers. Yeah. This is – the struggle is real. Yeah, as you're sipping from your sparkling uh, bubbly drink or what is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's sparkling water, but it's store brand. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, this problems. isn't classy. It, yeah, that's not LaCroix. This isn't LaCroix. I'm not yeah. a LaCroix boy. Okay, so I, I was at my brother's. And he let me try. It's called Bubbly, and it's just some sort of sparkling drink. I, I guess it's maybe like the Costco version of Lacroix. I don't know. I didn't ask him. Uh, I'm familiar. I, I told him I don't like that stuff. It doesn't taste good. He's like, "Well, just try it." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll try it because you know, whatever. Sparkling water. We'll see. Maybe I do like it." Dude, I don't understand how you people drink that. It has no taste, and then it crackles in my mouth like I'm chewing on pop rocks. I did not like it for years and then starting this uh this past like in february yeah i was over at a, a friend's house and they that's all they had to drink yeah um, and so i was like okay I'll, I'll i'll have one and for the first time it was like good but i don't like it as a drink like with food or something but as like its own standalone where it's not like I'm trying to quench my thirst, but rather I'm just trying to take small sips to pass the time. Like, it's a good, like if I'm on a Zoom call, like when I'm on board meetings and stuff, it's a nice, if I don't want tea or coffee, yeah, a sparkling water, it's just, it's just something. It's something other than plain tap water. Makes right. it Makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> makes it a little <laughs> adventure. Just one of the gals. <laughs> yeah. Just, Out for the night. Just let myself go. Let you yourself go. You, you should. You deserve it. We will for the table. You deserve it. This is, was this a miscongeniality? What? I felt like we were just having a miscongeniality moment. Not quoting never the movie, but sort of in the tone. You've never seen miscongeniality? I don't think so. Dude, that's a, that is a crime. You should be thrown in jail. You should be punished. I should be punched in the solar plexus. You should be punched in the solar plexus. Multiple times. Dude, that's a Sandy Bullock movie. What are you doing? I will change my life. Thank you. Please. Trust me. Trust me. It is a great film. Through and through. Hands down. So, Pat Muster. Pat Muster. Is yes. on the beach. The red-headed... Plain-clothed, uh, plain-clothed uh, man on the Bayport <laughs> Police Force. The, uh, the undercover guy at Shantytown. Um, which, by the way, where has he been? Where has he been during all the other the 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 Dolph Lundgren moments, the yeah. other things that have been going on at Shantytown? How does yeah. Pat not have his thumb on the pulse of this place? Didn't we already like introduce another? 
cop so far in this book? Wasn't there a yes. new cop character? I can't remember what his name is. Something yeah. boring and bland. So it's yeah. like, we introduced him. Why aren't we using him? Why are we now bringing in Pat Muster? It's a lot I of good questions. They say anytime you have a bad cluster, bring in Pat Muster. <laughs> <laughs> Been a cluster of kidnappings. Somebody they call say, Muster. They say, hey, if you can't trust her, call in <laughs> Pat Muster. <laughs> P.I. That's Muster's side business. <laughs> He's got so many business cards. You want me? Your wife's cheating on her? Or your wife's cheating on you? Want me to bust her? Hit me up. I'm Pat Muster. <laughs> and when the private eye thing doesn't work out, he's going to open a pizzeria. You Uh-oh. don't like the crusta? Just call <laughs> Pat Muster. <laughs> oh, I think you cracked it there. Uh... Oh, there's, no, there's, there's more here, my friend. <laughs> I, I do have. I have one, but I don't think it's good for the podcast. Not with that attitude. Not with the attitude. It might be too far. It's pushing it too far. Is well, it maybe, obscene? In a sense, yeah. I mean, I, it could. Let me try and think of another. Uh, oh, okay. I think I can make this work. Do you like Richard Simmons? If you want to yeah. work out like him and really get a thruster, call Pat Musta. Okay. Because you thrust your hips in those, right? Yeah, if yeah, I you saved correctly. it. Yeah, he, yeah. he brought it back to PG. I got a PG. I, I can was do gonna this. say he offers a uh, a coat shortening service. Oh no! Or if you get an, a too long of a leather coat, he's like, "Hey, don't like your duster? Just call Pat Muster." <laughs> <laughs> and if you and if you're struggling to come up with more of these. He I says, remember, don't get flustered. Just call <laughs> Pat Mustard. <laughs> this is by far our best bit. <laughs> it's it's so objectively not. Spending two minutes to rhyme, even though we rhyme at the end of the episode. Yeah, we just want to rhyme with Pat Mustard. That's good stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Anyways, I mean, I, I know that probably people listening, you know, they're, they're getting a little upset. But I got to tell you this. If you got a fluster, just call Pat Muster. That was literally the last one I did. Did you do fluster? Yes. Yeah, don't get too flustered. Just call Pat Mustard. <laughs> I changed it to fluster. That, I you mean, did yours fluster. is better. Yeah, I know it's better. It's All just right? undercut by the fact that I already did it. Sean, I'm sorry, okay? I'm just a guy that likes a little musta. <laughs> <laughs> My hot dogs come over from Pat Muster. That was hard. Uh, I was trying to write mustard and muster. I don't think that's possible. Is that okay? It's fine with me. It's fine with me, too. Yeah. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at me either. So you fought your way out, eh? He said, putting away his revolver. Which, by the way, whoa, when did he get his gun out? He's not even a real cop. He's yes. a plain clothesman. <laughs> Doesn't have a badge or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you didn't yell for help. My men and I were staked out by the shacks, keeping an eye on this place. Yeah, you did a bad job. Yeah, definitely did a bad job. The dude is a dingus. Like, the whole time, like, here's the problem. One, you didn't see the giant explosion from the kerosene lamp. 
Two, you didn't hear the solar plexus punch, which you know that was like a Dragon Ball Z power-up thing. Yeah, and like, after he let him have it four more times on the floor, yeah. I mean, that's that's <laughs> registering on <laughs> the seismic <laughs> activity. Yeah, you're just hearing bone on bone there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Pat is not good at his job. So this, I love what's coming up. Uh, yeah, so I wish we'd known that. We didn't call out because we were afraid of bringing more of the gang. Where's our father? Well, he took a squad of police and followed Stark and the other fellow, and the chief went back to headquarters. He was real hungry. <laughs> I see, said Frank. When you didn't close in at the store, we thought the plan had backfired. Now, your father suggested that we follow you on the chance of locating the rest of the gang. This Sorry I left their... you in the shack for so long. This is he their dad. <laughs> their yeah. dad's idea was like, nah, the boys wanted to get kidnapped. Teach him a lesson. Let him get kidnapped. And Take him all the way back cool to the lower. Watching these, the lair, watching tie these bodies up. get dragged to the car, just yeah. leaving <laughs> thick trails of blood. Yeah, old Muster's getting ready to charge in, and he like stops him with his hands. He's like, like no, 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 no. Hold. Let him take him. Yeah, hold. Hold <laughs> on my signal. Release uh, hamburgers. On <laughs> my signal. Let them stay kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So your yeah, father suggested that we apologizes. follow you on the chance of locating the rest of the gang. Sorry I left you in the shack so long, he added. I was hoping more of these tough birds would turn up and we'd make a bigger haul, which is awesome. <laughs> would you say which is awesome or awful? Awesome. Yeah, for, it's definitely awesome. For the awesome. cops to be like, we know that there were teenagers bound and gagged inside this shack that's on fire. We're just using but it as bait. Hang on a second. Someone else might show up. What's a few teens, you know, juxtaposed? I'm getting all worked up. But, you're getting uh, all flustered? You know what you should I'm, do. I'm getting, I should call Pat Mustard. Uh, what's a few teens to capture a whole ring of criminals, though? And these are big birds. These aren't just yeah, these are you know, small, small woodpeckers. Birds. I mean, these are big, big birds. These are big birds. This these is are, big bird. <laughs> this is big bird. This is the Sesame Street shakedown. We have one of them for you. Joe said, all trussed up and ready to go. Pat Muster chuckled. I've got to hand it to you, boys, he said. You always deliver the goods. Nice. And I pictured this like just roll credits, like end of story. <laughs> they never That's resolve the anything frame. else. Biff yeah. and Chet never get recovered. <laughs> it just <laughs> ends with this Pat Muster character showing up, beloved, yeah. <laughs> having never been seen before. You boys always deliver the goods. That's the tagline. And <laughs> comes the jazz music for all the credits. <laughs> so he turned towards the shanty and gave a low whistle. Here and there, a half dozen figures appeared from the shadows and crossed to join the boys and muster at the shack. Wait, I really yeah. wish you would have knocked three times instead of whistling low. I know. If the you would have whistled three. Yeah, and the boys look at each other and telepathically have that connection again of, that was three. That was <laughs> we three. We should eat that chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to eat the chair. <laughs> yeah, no, Joe, chair. stop it. <laughs> oh, God. You ready for bed? Yeah, let's take our shirts off. <laughs> let's eat that chair. <laughs> Joe. Stop, Joe. Don't eat the chair. My thighs are already getting big. Stop. Your thighs look great. <laughs> They're not scrawny. They're nice. They're nice. <laughs> Wait here, the officer ordered his men. 
He and the Hardys entered the shanty. The detective beamed the, fas- the flashlight onto the prone figure of Duke, who blinked and scowled. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't uh, tell him where Biff and Chet are, um, but they they get everybody back to headquarters. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Important. you missed the big spot. Yeah. Big spot. Go ahead. So they search the shanty. They don't find anything. And, you know, Frank is getting frustrated. And he's like, there's nothing. And there's no other place to hide anything except in the little stove. <laughs> it's already like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and then, you know, so uh, who says it? At well, this point, Duke, Duke darted an apprehensive look at the stove and two quick strides frank reached it i love this i love the strides like a gazelle he lifts the lid plunges his hand inside there's something here yeah see i wish that duke would have shot a glance at the stove and then joe would have darted over and eaten it I mean, he shot a glance at the stove and the lid joe's like oh yeah we should eat the stove <laughs> Damn it, and then he looks over and he sees Frank already eating the chair. He's like, I thought you were going to save some of that for me. <laughs> There's something in here, he exclaimed. He pulled out a limp object. A rubber mask. I think there are more, he added quickly, reaching in again. And another, after another, he brought out four additional false faces. Back mm. to the false faces. Mm-hmm. The bank robber's masks, Joe whistled. What a find. The shack must have been their headquarters, for a time at least. Great work, Frank, Detective Muster congratulated him. There'll probably be plenty more fingerprints on those. He pulled out a large folded paper sack from his pocket and opened it. Go ahead and roll the masks up, roll the masks up in a ball. Spit on them and then drop them in here. <laughs> it's like... They keep doing these things where they're like, they're going to check these fingerprints, but the boys are pulling them out and they're just touching them. And it's like, you're not going to grab any clean prints. Yeah, you're not going to get just a clean stop lift with this. Yeah. off this mask that's been in a stove that a teenage boy just fondled. Yeah, exactly. So, they, you know, they mask the bags and uh, I guess go back to what? Visit colleague? Yep. Head back to the lab. Uh Colleague sends the, the masks to the lab for immediate fingerprint analysis, and then he turns to the Hardys. Letting yourselves be kidnapped was a daring stunt, boys, but you got results. <laughs> um, That's also going to be on my LinkedIn. And then uh, That's how you the get next results. moment, Ben Stark and Morin, handcuffed together, handcuffed together, entered the chief's office, followed by Fenton Hardy and two policemen. Uh, Dad, cried Joe, did you find Chet and Biff? We're at the top of 129. No, said his father quietly. Are you boys all right? You look, you look as if you've had a rough time. Joe smiled, even though his jaw was wired shut. <laughs> Am I a real sleuth now? <laughs> this I is appreciate what your Fenton support. Just- he acts like he has uh, Tourette's or he acts like he has something wrong where he's always having these twitches and he just punches his son right in the solar plexus. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Forgot about my twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then there's like child services. Like, should we do something? No, 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 no. That's Fenton Hardy. Fenton Hardy famously has a Twitch. That's the world famous Fenton Hardy. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, been God. kidnapped more than any other detective. So the boys ask him to tell the story. And Fenton's like, we followed Stark and Moran from Shantytown. They drove down to the docks and sat there, apparently waiting for a boat. When it didn't show up, they headed back to Shantytown. So did we. As soon as I saw that Pat was missing from his station, I knew you boys and your guard had been brought here. I don't know how he knew that, but he knew it. We arrested these two right in the shack. So, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. We should do... A master class on sleuthing like a fake master class master class trailer that's a great idea yeah yeah just right. I, I like the the concept of the trailer not doing the whole thing yeah just strictly the like minute and a half trailer of we're the like, hardy and sons and this is our master class have like just the the clip of me with my ear pressed against the ground like you're gonna want to listen for footsteps <laughs> to see if you can hear them receding. Now and then I come in. Now this is a classic fifty fifty. Sean's got his face fifty percent to the ground and fifty percent you know to the sky, so he can hear coming from both ways. That's the we. I mean, we have to do a tribute to Ron Howard. Yeah. And just a a cut of you without your shirt beating a fire out. <laughs> Always remove your shirt when dealing with fire. Yeah. Which is a good idea because your clothes do melt to you. Unless they're made out of uh, this fireproof cloth that you've been talking about. Oh, yeah. But that but was no the idea of the last episode. Is. So there's oh, yeah, no context true. for that. Yeah. Well, that's how I like it. So uh, they still can't find Biff and Chet. Uh, I think they know all right, but they're not talking, said Fenton. So. Cheer up, Chief Colleague advised them. You've done a terrific job, and we can hold these three on a charge of kidnapping you. And after we've checked the prints on the masks you found, we'll probably able to we'll probably be able to identify them conclusively as the mm. bank robbers. Which, with 1920 science, yeah, you know it, does it doesn't matter out. what the lab says. They're yeah. just going to be like, "Yeah, <laughs> looks like we proved it." Yeah. Their fingerprints were on these mats. <laughs> they lift up their fingers. They put a magnifying glass to it, and they're like, "Yep, they have prints on their fingers." These are Meanwhile, the guys. Before they headed back to the lab, they were like, hey, will you guys carry these masks in for us? <laughs> oh, yeah. We found the fingerprints all Do over. Do me a favor. Them. Give them a breath check. <sighs> yeah, that's what I thought. Fizzle. <laughs> that's fizzle. Um, I don't so even drink fizzle. I have diabetes. When the <laughs> <laughs> That He's horse was a diabetic. Voiced by Adam Sandler. Did you say that horse? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, when they reached home, the three shared a late supper of cold chicken, milk, and apple pie, Okay, and they went straight to bed. That's like one of those things where it's like, one of these three things doesn't fit with the other. Yeah, I understand apple milk pie and apple and milk, pie. Man. Yeah, but you got to throw the cold chicken. Don't, 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 don't eat cold chicken at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> if, you've, if you've gone without dinner by 9 p.m., you are legally allowed to eat to just, go just to apple bed. pie. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, just skip it all in general, because you're about to wake up early morning for the breakfast. The next morning, as the boys were coming downstairs to breakfast, the telephone rang. I'll get it, said Mr. <laughs> Hardy, suspiciously, picking up the receiver. <laughs> I oh, added suspiciously there. He's playing the floor as hot lava right now. 
no, 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 no. I got it. Just prancing around like a little majestic doe. A few minutes later, he joined the boys in the dining room. That was Chief Colleague, probably, he announced. I don't know why I'm doing this bit as the Frank uh, Fenton Hardy's trying to hide who was really on the phone. Uh, That was Chief Colleague, the detective announced. The fingerprints of Ben Stark, Fritz Stark, Duke, and Morin, all wanted by police, were on the masks. One set of prints is unidentified. They probably belong to the big bald fellow, said Frank. Here we go again, that Bayport bald hating. And then this was weird to me. But they probably belong to the big bald fellow, said Frank, the one uh, Mr. Kane mentioned. Kane. <laughs> it's, uh, where's it at again? Middle of 130. Ah, I just had it. Okay. Kane, exclaimed their father. In all the excitement, I forgot to tell you that Mr. Kane phoned yesterday just after you left for the costume shop. He wants you to call him. Way to go, Fenton. Let your sons get kidnapped before making this call. Yeah, and forgetting to tell them about this. And why didn't you get the information from Mr. Kane? That, yeah, honestly, you can't just take down a, a quick note. Like, so the chapter ends with they call Mr. Kane, and Mr. Kane's like, hey, I've got a Stark's address. And uh, it's from Worldwide Radio Distributors, Yokohama, God. over in Japan. Yeah. So once again, we're back to Yokohama radios. I know. I, I totally forgot about that B-plot of Yokohama. But this seems like Fenton Hardy could have gotten that information. Like, yeah. Oh, Mr. King called. He has the address. It's uh, in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely messed that one up. Classic. Come and this on, is Fenton. And the rewrites, I'm starting to sense something. I wonder why they're putting Japan in here. I'm curious if this is going to be some Pearl Harbor hatred. Oh, could be. Right? Yeah, because it seems so shoehorned in. They're just like, hey, what can we, you know, make that's relevant right now? Well, Japan. I mean, given, though, electronics, so that also kind of makes sense. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? I'm looking too far into the Hardy Boys books. That's what I always do. Yeah, we always forget that we're grown men reading children's books here. (laughs) Yeah. I see deep concentration there. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's the cliffhanger. Let me see, the doc manager said. It's from Worldwide Radio Distribution, Yokohama, over in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So the doc manager, you know, he's he's managing a dock. He's cleaning it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's wood. It's sometimes wood, which we sometimes, know the hardies eat. Sometimes the docks are wood and you got to clean the docks. Sometimes they're made out of brick. Yeah. Yeah. And when you clean brick, one of the best methods is to steam it. And so I wonder if we'll see bricks steamed. Oh, my goodness. When we get to chapter 16. Yeah, that could be the best one. Congratulations, sir. You have nailed it. 